This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. The title of today's message, Attraction or Distraction, and today's text is found in Luke, the 10th chapter, verses 38 through 42. It says, As they continued their travel, Jesus entered the village. This is in the Message Bible. A woman by the name of Martha welcomed him and made him feel quite at home. She had a sister, Mary, who sat before the Master. Everyone say, The Master. Hanging on every word he said. But Martha was pulled away by all she had to do in the kitchen. Later she stepped in, interrupting them. Master, don't you care that my sister has abandoned the kitchen to me? Tell her to lend me a hand. The master said, Martha, dear Martha. You're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course and won't be taken from her. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask for the help of the person of the Holy Spirit, that he would speak to our hearts and our minds and reveal the truths that are necessary for our lives. Feed us with the food that is convenient for us today in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. And if you can agree, say amen. Amen. Now two people, two positions, and two perspectives. One attracted to and towards Jesus, the other distracted away from Jesus. One focused on natural things and the other focused on spiritual things. With all the other things in life vying for attention, all the other attractions, are we easily distracted like Martha from the life giver himself? Does what we focus on draws our attention? And what we give our attention to will become what we desire the most. And our desire will set our priorities. You do what you want. We do what we really want to do. Our priorities then determine our choices in life. We need to ask ourselves, you know... It's good, the Bible says, examine yourself, judge yourself. Don't judge other people, but judge your own self. Amen. What matters most? What matters most to God? What matters most to you? You see, Jesus is not confused, so he can clear the muddied waters for us. One thing only is essential. Now, where do we get that statement from? These are the words of Jesus. He said, one thing only is essential. One thing only. Say these words with me. One thing thing 
only. One thing. One thing only is essential. See, with Jesus, the main thing is still the main thing. Even if we tend to major in the minors, the main thing is still the main thing. There's one major thing in this life. Now, sometimes we'll be like Martha and substitute being with Jesus and having Jesus around for being at his feet and hearing his words person to person. We'll substitute being with Jesus for doing something for Jesus. But Jesus said the main course is not biscuits and beans. Girl, your collards and cornbread are renowned in the community. (laughs) But it's not really a good substitute for heaven's bread and the new wine of God present with you. Now Jesus is saying natural food is important, but spiritual food is essential. It's the main course. Everyone say the main course. course. Now Matthew, in Matthew 3 and 4, Jesus said this. He said, man shall not live, does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He has said this, man does not live by bread alone or natural. In the message it says it takes more than natural bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream. I'm quoting the Bible here. The message Bible, Matthew 3 and 4. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. What's he, what's he saying? He goes, it takes more than natural bread to stay alive. I'm going to tell you what now. Out of here, I heard the Lord say this this week. He said, "Out of your strivings, He said, will come the 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 survivings, but then will come the thrivings." I'm not interested in just surviving naturally. I want to thrive in the higher life. There is a higher life. I said, "There's a higher life." In order, every good tree knows in order to reach higher, it has to go deeper. Anyway, let's move. I ain't got time to stay there, but anyway. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Now, let's just look at a stream. God's, you know, we're perfectly able to do this. Just like Solomon said, go to the ant and learn a lesson. We can go to the stream and learn a lesson. What happens if there's no rain from out of heaven? The stream will dry up. Hmm? The longer there's nothing coming down from heaven, the smaller, narrower, the smaller, the shallower, until there's nothing flowing. Because the stream is dependent upon heaven-sent rain. Hmm? It takes a steady stream of God's Word, of words from God's mouth. 
a steady stream of words from God's mouth to live, to really live. Especially live this abundant life or the higher life. So how is it then that we can just be intermittent? Amen. Just turn on, turn on the air conditioning. don't matter if we don't get no rain. We'll just artificially stimulate ourselves on the inside. Till we turn on the faucet and there ain't no water. <laughs> a steady stream. Let me ask you, I'm not going to be mean to you. It's the 4th of July. How steady is your stream? How steady is the stream of God's words from His mouth, of words from God's mouth? How steady is the flow in? It takes. It takes. It takes. It's essential. One thing only is essential. It takes a steady stream. Why do you be so insistent over, you know, if you've been hearing for 10 years, you know there's two things that we talk about here. You can boil all of it down into two things. Amen. That come out of the one main thing. Two things. Here's how you act this out. You tend to the Word of God and you pray and you'll be successful. And the more you tend to the Word of God and to prayer, the more successful you'll be. And the less you tend to the Word of God and the less you tend to prayer, are you listening? Prayer, the Word of God. Prayer, the Word of God. Prayer, the Word of God. And the two legs you stand on. Prayer, the Word of God. Prayer, the Word of God. How do I go forward? Prayer, the Word of God. How do I walk this out? Prayer, the Word of God. How do I, work, how do I walk with Jesus? Prayer, the Word of God. Amen. Two things. Simple, simple, simple. Are you listening? But how many of you know, if I take these two legs, oh my God, my feet hurt. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, my knees, oh, my hips, oh, my, anyhow. <laughs> and I just sit there. I'm not getting nowhere. Anyhow, now, <clears throat> Jesus is inferring what he wanted Martha to understand. You know, there's, there's, Jesus, we just don't need to be, uh, well, I'm running the wrong thing here. This thing keeps going lower. Hold on a minute. I'll start way up here like Kelly, and then if I push it down, it'll, all right. He's inferring. What he wanted Martha to understand, what, he, what was in between the lines here. <clears throat> he's, he's, he's wanting her to understand. He said, girl, I didn't come here for you to serve me supper. I came to feed you with the word of God. I came to give you eternal truth. I came to reveal God's heart. And if you're after God's heart, you would, you would understand that. What's Mary doing? And Martha's irritated with Mary. Are you listening? Martha's will get ir irritated with Mary's. Because who do, 
We got better things to do than just sit around here and hang on every word. I mean, my goodness, I got better things to do, Pastor. You don't understand. My time has scheduled. You don't understand my busy life. Yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. Now, you're not fooling me. I've been the fool you are. Moving right along. Better get control of your time. You better learn how to get control of your time now because you're supposed to be here 120 years. And I'll guarantee you one thing's essential for that. There better be a steady stream of God's word into your life or you're going to get to 70 and everything's going to start crapping out on you, breaking you down, breaking down. And you're going to be serving sickness and disease. You're going to be serving all kinds of other stuff. You better start serving God now and get control of your life. It's your life. Get control of it. Get control of your time and start investing now in your future. My future is in that word. Amen. 120 years long and strong. Eyes not abated. Strength not abated. Glory to God. Walk to your own funeral. Fulfill the purpose of God in your life. But you better start now, honey, getting control of your time. I don't have... God understands. Yes, God understands more than you know. What he's trying to do is get you to understand what he knows. God knows I know you need to understand God knows. Amen. That he's trying to get something over to you that you need to make a turn, make a change. This is a year. Pivot. If you, if you keep going and doing what you're doing, this lackadaisicalness, you know, I mean, uh, and, Jesus. I'm praying for a revelation. One thing only is essential. Amen. Steady stream. Life-changing truth. Here's the thing about truth. It changes our lives. Amen. Look at him. He matches his grandmother. Amen. (laughs) When you get older, you get to pick your own clothes, son. Hallelujah. What's the main course, the main thing? A steady stream of God's Word. If our focus and attention and desires and priorities are meeting natural physical needs, we'll be easily distracted and make life fussing far too much over nothing. Now, beans... Now, it wasn't nothing to Martha. You need to understand. This is, this is the world that she knew and understood. Think of this. How offensive for Jesus to call that nothing. Well, let me just tell you. What happens to beans and biscuits, collard greens and cornbreads, good as they are, 24 hours later, you know, you know the little silver handle on the great white bowl. What's that amount to? Sandy goes, oh, my God, how are we ever going to put this on the podcast? Hello, podcast. Make it plain. Make it simple so we can understand. Beans and biscuits, collards and cornbread, as good as they are, 
But what we had for supper today, what we wore today, what we drove in today, where we live today, really won't matter much or be remembered eternally. But what Jesus says to us today, now that matters eternally. Let me refer you to one more verse of Scripture over here. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, seek ye first. We're talking about priorities. We're talking about priorities. The great jubilee year of God is, was designed to reset right priorities. It's all from God. It's all, it's all for God. God first. God above all and before all. Now that's, that's God's design for His people. Are you His people? then that's His design for you. At some point in time, you're going to have to quit, being, come out of confusion and chaos and get some order into your life. That's right. Hmm? Where you're not driven about and tossed every day by the everyday natural physical demands of your life to the exclusion, are you listening, of the, of the one thing that's necessary and essential. God knows you have to do both, but it's a real balancing act. And sometimes it's, it, and, it, and it really balances on the fulcrum beam of what you choose. You've got to get control and understand your dominion in this life it begins, is, is exercised with two words, I will. I will. The will of God for my life. I will agree with you. I will have God's word. Manifest. Anyhow, I got to go real quick. All right. <clears throat> Matthew six twenty four, and then we'll be done with this. Message Bible. You can't worship two gods at once. Loving one god, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You can't worship God and money both. In this instance, you know, uh, he, the, the inference here, he uses money, but the inference here is in a greater sense, all right, two masters. One girl, slave, I'm slaving in the kitchen here. These beans going to burn, you understand? We got to feed these people. <laughs> no, Jesus was there to feed those folks. I mean, you know, he could have took three crumbs out of the cupboard and fed the whole community. Amen. Amen. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. Does this make me look fat? Well, honey, if... I'll, when I look in the mirror, it's like, Bruce, if you are fat, you're probably going to look fat. Okay? It doesn't matter what size tent you string over it. Now, if you pull it tight, it's going to show you fat. If you let it flow out like a balloon, everybody knows. You know he's wearing that big stick because he's fat. Amen? So just be happy like you are. Decide with God what you, what, 
Happiness is, that's where you're going to be healthy at. Amen. Are you listening? <laughs> Are you hearing? And quit worrying about your fashion. Church is more than what you wear. Spend more time fussing over what you're wearing to church than, than, than getting ready to worship God. Hey, are you listening? Adam and Eve were naked, naked, naked. Didn't have no clothes. Naked and worship God. Hallelujah. Amen. God wasn't uncomfortable. We're saying it ain't about clothes. It ain't about food. It's about being with Jesus. It's about a reality of experience with the living God. There's far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Get some glory of God all over top of you. Shine with the glory. Get up out of your circumstances in life. Are you listening? Amen. Matt, sad because you got no money to go shopping to buy you some new clothes. Get the glory on you. Hey, get some glory. Get clothed with the glory of God. Amen. Wherever you go, you can stink to high heaven. Are you listening? You can been wallowing with the pigs. And your father said, bring out the best robe. Oh, put that on him. Mm, 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 mm. Amen. The Bible says women, we ain't going to preach the clothesline, but it says women, don't let it just be an outward adornment. It says, but cl be clothed with the glory of a, of, a, of a spirit like Sarah. Believe God. Amen. Jump in there and believe God. That that old man's going to help you. <laughs> glory to God. I didn't mean to get excited there, but it's just too much. Look at the birds free and unfettered. They're not tied down to a job description. They ain't fussing in the kitchen, careless in the care of God. Oh, my God, careless in the care of God. And you could count far more to him than, and you count far more to him than birds. You know, when the devil comes and says, you ain't got this, you ain't got that, I could care less. Oh, I'm carefree in the care of God. God's taking care of me. God's clothing me. God's feeding me. I'm here to sit at his feet and hang on every word. Oh, the rest of it will catch up with me. He said if I'd seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things. Amen. Whew, I done preached myself almost into the happy circle today. Amen. Oh, I'm so glad I count far more than the birds. And God has a whole industry to feed birds. You probably spent money on bird food. Has anybody, by fussing in front of the mirror, ever gotten taller? Ever gotten skinnier? Ever gotten better looking? By so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on all that stuff. Do you think it makes that much difference instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop. But have you ever seen color and design quite like it? Let God dress you. Let God make you. Get planted in the field where God wants you. Get in the house and put down roots and start growing. And the glory of God will be seen on your life. And the Bible says the nations will come to the glorious rising of God on your life. Amen. Oh, Oh, honey, I just go somewhere acting like I don't have it, but he's got it. And he's with me and I'm with him. 
Oh, and if he wants me to have it, you can't stop, man, from getting it. Because himself, himself, him very self, he owned a cattle on a thousand hills. He owned every dog truck they ever made. He owns a cattle. He owned it all. He going to put some on you. I hear the word of the Lord. Stand up with me. I ain't even got time to finish this. Oh, my God. My God, God said, tell you, he finna put some on you. Is that good English? Can we put that on the podcast? You know, we're a country church. Are you listening? Amen. That's all right. Just means we're in the country. But I found out in the country, he would bless you. Jesus was a country boy. He went to Jerusalem, did his business, but went back to Galilee. Small town boy. Amen. Hallelujah. Can anything good uh, come out of Nazareth? It's a little know-nothing town in the middle of nowhere. Oh, some good did and some about to. But God says, tell you. Oh, you know, he, he's culturally correct. I hear this, the word of the Lord. He said, I'm telling him I'm fitting. I'm fitting to put something on him. I'm fitting to put something on you. I'm fitting to put something on you. Oh, Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.